0: Three, there are a lot of people who lie and get away with it. Over the North
1: Atlantic, toward the East Coast of the United States. Yeah. The other tower has collapsed. President Kennedy died. That's the whole puzzle. That's the whole. It's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle, inside of an enigma. We've got to know whether or
0: not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. military. This week on Inside Jobs, Brian, Gene, and Lee investigate Jim Jones and the People's Temple.
2: Hello! Jim Jones began the People's Temple as an interracial congregation devoted to spreading goodwill through social activism and support for the impoverished. But a long descent into paranoia, drug addiction, and alcoholism slowly twisted his goals. After moving his congregation to a farm in Guyana called Jonestown, Jones became increasingly erratic and his health declined. When members of the People's Temple murdered a visiting congressman, Jones decided it was finally time to leave the world, forcing over 900 people to kill themselves. Joining me to discuss this controversial, conspiratorial preacher and the ultimate tragedy of the Jonestown Massacre today are civilian investigator Gene Francis O'Neill hello, and conspiracy expert Lee Golden, good day to you colleagues i'm historian brian lane welcome to inside jobs now boys we have quite a show in front of us indeed uh because there aren't really any major conspiracies about what happened at jonestown uh except those that existed in jim jones's head those are at least the best
0: ones that we know
2: of yes exactly he basically had the first conspiracy
0: podcast, which was him recording himself as he murdered 900 people about his crazy
1: conspiracies. Right. You, you could say that he's kind of our idol.
2: The, those words o- could be said. Only because of those awesome glasses that he was wearing.
0: I do kind of dress like him and have a similar um, hairstyle to him.
2: I, honestly, as I've been researching this show, I was, I was thinking, man, Lee would play a great Jim Jones in a movie. Isn't Lee's last name Jones? Isn't Lee's first name Jim? <sighs> Actually it's Indiana, but whatever. They named the dog Indiana. <laughs> they named the dog Jim Jones, founder <laughs> of People's Temple. <laughs> That's its full name, including the founding part. <laughs> but yeah, so Jim Jim Jones is uh he's basically a monster. Um yeah. he he. Like it's it's weird because if you look at the first half of his life, if you just look at the first half, it's like wow, what a guy! It looks this pretty. Guy, it
1: looks pretty good if you just look at the first half. Yeah. yeah,
0: like when he's a kid killing cats and then bringing the neighborhood kids over to conduct services over the dead body, or the stories of the child wandering through the streets with poop coming out of his uh, butt. Those are true things I've well, to uh, oh, our pal in the archives. Where does your poop come out, Lee? Well, it comes out, and then Probably. it stays out. With Jim Jones, it stayed halfway in, halfway out. And that's the true mystery.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Something well, only what... the great monsters of history are capable of.
2: <laughs>
1: well, why don't, we, why don't we get into it and
2: talk about that awful childhood he had. Yeah. Um, Jim Jones was born on May 13th, 1931, uh, in, uh, rural Indiana, kind of near the border with Ohio, uh, in, uh, basically a shack. His family was very poor. Uh, mm-hmm. they didn't have indoor plumbing and his dad was, uh, not the nicest of guys. Uh, there were rumors that he was involved in the KKK mm-hmm. and, uh, definitely had, uh, his issues with alcohol. He was kind of like right. Dan
1: Loria's character on Wonder Years. Right, he's kind of like the Wonder exactly. Years
2: dad. Yeah, and Jim, but Jim Jones was less like Fred Savage than he was, uh, like like Danica Keller. Like,
0: <laughs> he was more like the kid in the beginning of Dick Tracy, where he's living in that weird Hooverville with the uh, monster guy. <laughs> that was pretty much Jim Jones. I mean, I would turn to religion too if uh, if that was the life I. I had, but as you said, yeah, he kind of started out with, uh, with some, you know, good things to his name. He, uh, had the first, uh, interracial adoption in his home state and, uh, promoted lots of civil rights, uh, ideals at the beginning of his temple before things went to madness and death.
2: So yeah, so he, he grew up in kind of unfortunate circumstances, but he spent a lot of time reading as a kid and he was reading a lot of, uh, social activists, um, particularly uh, communists, so like the works of Stalin, <clears throat> Marx, Lenin, and he was getting really into communism even as an as a young at a young age. And by uh, the works of Stalin, you mean mass murdering? <laughs> just opening the newspaper and reading about how Stalin was dizzy with success. Yeah. Um. But no, he became he became pretty enamored of uh, of Marxist thought. And what's interesting is because you know, sort of uh, at least to me before i started reading about this you know you hear about him running the people's temple and you think about it being a cult and you immediately think of like a proper religion but for various reasons it really seems like he never really he, he never was really christian never even really believed in god he, he like just threw the bible around
0: didn't he literally throw it
2: around yeah he literally threw it around uh later in his career but it, it, he just basically did not believe in religion, but he saw it as a useful tool for promoting communism, and getting laid, and
0: uh, <laughs> doing drugs, which seemed to be his like three main things: was like drugs, sex, and communism. I mean, yeah, and talking into microphones.
1: <laughs> right. Damn, he sounds just like us. Uh, I wish he could be on the show.
2: Are you drinking Sailor Jerry mixed with Flavor Aid right now, Gene or Lee? If, uh, flavor age, you mean stomach acid, then yes. (laughs) Uh, potassium cyanide. Yeah. Um. It's my uh, jam, baby. You call it your special brew. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so he, he, he sort of, uh, kind of openly talked about how he was studying religion in order to further his social goals. Uh, and he joined some churches. He went to, you know, Seventh Day Adventist and Methodist and other, uh... Um, denomination churches in indiana and then he uh, eventually started his own church in indianapolis where uh, which eventually became known as the people's temple and the sort of the crazy things thing about this uh, at least for indiana in the 50s was that it was uh, integrated Mm -hmm. Uh, he welcomed african americans as well as whites uh, as well as you know american indians and really any uh women any
0: <laughs> Jews uh cops electricians oh wait no that was the uh, YMCA guys never mind
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, 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 so he had this he had this pretty diverse uh, congregation and this was seen this was looked on as a negative by a lot of uh, people in Indianapolis uh even even i mean combined with the fact that he was you know, if if he wasn't promoting communism directly in his sermons, the fact that he had spent quite a bit of his career going to communist party meetings and interacting with uh, communist party members, uh, this none of this was seen as a very good thing in uh, in the in the American Midwest in the 1950s, late 1950s.
0: Probably still isn't. They don't like either communists or parties, and you put them together it's bad
2: news yeah where is it that you're not supposed to dance is that's indiana right
1: yeah that's that is where footloose is set yeah
2: yeah footloose is set in in danceless people joyless indiana <laughs> <The> people's <Temple.
1: laughs> kevin bacon's character was partially based on jim jones yeah
2: especially the um uh the dancing part
1: yeah mostly the dancing part everything else they changed and-
0: Jim Jones was a very much a proponent of the dancing montage for training friends how to dance.
2: Yeah. Uh, he responded to, to most difficulties in his, uh, academic works with dance. Mm hmm.
0: Um, and so, also getting out of a car while the car's driving into another car.
1: Did that happen in Footloose? I don't remember that. I never saw that. I'm the pretty movie. sure that happened. <laughs>
0: Listeners, let us know. Did that <laughs> shit happen
2: in Footloose?
0: Or was it maybe Flashdance?
1: Call in with your <laughs> Footloose questions. Did they put Jim Jones in the corner? one 800 <laughs> Footloose. <laughs> can you see the ghost of Jim Jones in the window in three minutes? <laughs> you can actually see Jim Jones hanging
2: himself in the background of one shot. He's also in Home Alone. He is the Elvis guy
0: standing in the background that they say is Elvis.
2: Um, so Jones, uh, he Jones worked with the local government. He tried to promote uh, desegregation, and uh, you know, the People's Temple worked very hard uh, at these sort of communist ideals, uh, helping out the poor, working with the housing department and that sort of thing one maniacal leader exploiting everyone (laughs) and uh, Jones uh, eventually uh, married um, uh, a woman named Marceline and they began adopting children uh, pretty aggressively they adopted several children including aggressive adoption (laughs) aggressive (laughs) adoption get in the Uh, van kid (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when they would turn in their adoption uh, forms there would just be a nice pile of 20s on top oh I see Uh, Speed this up, why don't you? Make sure he's black. Hit people. Uh, So they adopted several children, including the first uh, interracial adoptions in Indiana. Uh, And there's kind of this famous uh, picture. It's like exactly what you would think a cult leader would look like. He's wearing this robe and he's smiling and he's surrounded by, you know multicultural children yeah multicultural children but you know they're they're exactly posed to be you know sitting down and looking up at him like the Lebowski urban
1: achievers basically right exactly
0: it looks like the christmas photo ops that the original bush administration used to do
2: yeah except for there's no barney bush (laughs) uh, who i recently learned died i don't know if you guys were as big a fan of barney bush George W. Bush's dog, as I was, but uh, he passed away. Oh, he man. Was out... Barney died? Yeah. He was partying with Roger
0: Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton's uh, sort of actor brother. Half-brother, yeah. And...
2: Um, but so Jones decided it was time to get out, and uh, the first place they looked to go was actually Guyana, where Jonestown originally would be. But they only visited for a little bit, and then he and his family moved to Brazil, where they worked in uh, Rio de Janeiro working in the slums helping out impoverished people and it's sort of uh I've heard it explained multiple reasons why he tried to go to Brazil but sort of the funniest is that he had read in like a Time magazine article that uh Brazil would be safe in case of a nuclear war. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, which is like you know, I guess that was a real fear at one point.
1: <laughs> Why was that safe over any other Latin American country?
2: Uh, I don't know. I didn't read the same Time Magazine article. I'm more of a Newsweek well, kind of guy. Well, way to
1: research for the podcast, Brian.
2: God, I'm already failing ten minutes into the show.
0: I mean, the reason why I moved to Northern California as opposed to Southern California is that in the case of some sort of apocalypse, Southern California will be used as the jail, not Northern California.
2: Read about that in a magazine. Right. Yeah. You read about or, that
1: in the trivia of Escape from LA. I thought yeah. he was
2: going to say he read about it in Escape from LA the junior novelization. <laughs> it was a choose your own novelization. No, they
1: don't put they don't put all that background info in the junior novelization.
2: Man, so yeah. speaking going back to Home Alone, I definitely read the Home Alone junior <laughs> novelization when I was a kid and there actually is a lot of information not in the final feature.
1: <laughs> like what? like
2: that kevin murdered someone and that that was elvis (laughs) he murdered (laughs) elvis so jim jones and his family move uh moved from uh brazil back to the states and they eventually uh moved the entire congregation to uh northern california ukiah right yeah ukiah but they did forget their youngest son back in indiana and when American Nazi Party members tried to break into the old church, he wasn't about them to let. He wasn't about to let them get in, scot free. <laughs> oh yeah, that must have been in the junior novelization of Jonestown. I read the adult one, Brian. How do you defend a church? Why would people want to rob a church? Uh, well, as I'm about to explain, this is about the time Jim Jones started stealing from everyone. Uh, because in Ukiah. They started to get more and more popular, and when people would join the church, he would just sort of convince them into signing over all their earthly possessions to the church. So he would say things like, you don't really need this house. We're taking care of you. Why don't you sell the house and then give all the money back to the church? And make them sign um, confessions,
0: false confessions, saying like, yeah, I molested my kids. So if they tried to leave the church, they would say, oh, yeah, well, we have this fake blackmail against you that will ruin your lives.
2: Right. And, uh, he, he, he was doing a lot of sim- similar things in Northern California as he had been doing in Indiana. Working with, uh, impoverished, uh, impo- imp- impoverished people, uh, people who were addicted to drugs, alcoholics, uh, LGBT people, um, African Americans, all sorts of people who had been ostracized for some reason or another from mainstream society. Gungans. And Gungans. Uh, they were known for being very clumsy, and he wanted to put a squash on that stereotype. Yeah, he brought them in. He, he adopted the first Gungan in Ukiah. But what was weird is the Gungan was the one who proposed giving all, dictatorial powers to Jim Jones in the Senate. So basically, he's entirely to blame for everything that happened in the future.
0: Ah, oh, you're right.
2: Yuza's so right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he, he would—he was doing all these sort of positive things and uh, taking care of seniors. They had senior centers developed. They had all sorts of church housing developed. They were farming. Uh, a lot of positive things were going on. But as as Lee, thank God we don't do that stuff
1: anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we learned the lessons of Jonestown. Do not do not assist the elderly. But uh, but like I said, this—it's sort of a weird, you know. Jim Jones comes along
2: in uh this is about 65 when he moved to northern California and he's got a lot, a very positive message that appeals to a lot of people uh especially people who are really down on their luck uh and it seems like you know what could be bad about this but behind the scenes he's stealing people's money people's entire fortunes and then convincing them to get their other family members to join the church and taking
1: all of their money as well.
2: But in uh, his
1: defense, they didn't have that much money. So it's not like he's he, taking a lot of money from them.
2: Yeah. To sort of skip to the end here at the after the church was uh, dissolved, uh, they only found that they had about seven million dollars in assets, which so. back then wasn't a
1: lot of money. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. This is where this happened
1: adjusting uh, for deflation.
2: <laughs> this happened a year after uh, after Star Wars came out. Star Wars budget $500. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those assets you were talking about were all original in the packaging uh Star Wars action figures. 7 right. million of them. They had invested heavily because he got a message from God telling him invest in these action figures but do not open them. We need them to be mint <laughs> on card, which of course all those kids opened them. So, and that's why, that's why I don't
0: believe in God is because if he really was real and cared about me, he would have told me to keep that shit in regular original original packaging.
2: Man, I, when I was a kid, I went to a a flea market once and this guy was just selling all of his Star Wars stuff and it was super cheap. It was like a dollar per figure, but I was only allowed $5 from my parents So I was only able to get a couple, but I did get a Chewbacca and a Darth Vader. Nice. That
0: was God testing you, Brian. Yeah, I know. God testing you. He wanted you to steal from your parents (laughs) so that you could buy more Star Wars figures.
1: (laughs) Wait, so then what? You would make Chewbacca fight Darth Vader? What are you, a retard? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um... My so, Chewbacca just
0: fought the Ghostbusters because that was
1: less
2: violent. Let's just be honest, Chewbacca didn't do much.
1: Yeah, that was a really shitty action figure to buy. Yeah. Secretly shitty. He could Secretly play shitty. chess with a robot. That was cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no he couldn't. He would just yell. Lee just wanted to,
1: Lee just always wanted to recreate the chess scenes. Between <laughs> Chewbacca and the robot. Who are you,
2: me? <laughs> uh but lee you you know uh, a little bit more about uh, some of the the awful things that he was doing to church members uh can you explain a little bit more about that
0: yeah well one of the main things he would do is really break up families sexually in a lot of ways and you know the like any cult, there was a bizarre undercurrent of weird sex stuff going on, and he, you know, impregnated uh, different people and had all these crazy relationships going around, and he would <clears throat> make different members of the church perform various sexual acts upon each other, and there was just a, a lot of gross stuff going on. You can see from his pedigree why there have been so many movies about him. I mean, America just loves this kind of
2: shit. There have there been a lot of movies <laughs> about him. Sure. There's the one that we're wait, making right now. Wait, wait, right wait, wait, wait.
1: Do you Home do you Alone one and two? <laughs> do
2: you think Do you think we're still talking about Chewbacca? Because I was asking about Jim Jones. Yeah, I was
0: talking about all that weird sex stuff he made the Ewoks do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I saw I saw um a, a movie with a with testimonial from former members, and it was really gross. Like he would take a couple and convince the man that. Uh, he was gay and that to have sex with his own wife was against God's will. But because Jim Jones was the only heterosexual, he should be allowed to have sex with the man's wife in order for the family to have children. And so then Jim Jones would basically, you know, mesmerize this couple having taken all of their money as they entered the church and then uh convince them to allow him to have sex with the woman. So that's uh, what religion's about. I thought that's what churches were about, Ryan. So yeah, that's actually,
1: why he actually did a lot of good then for the LGBT com- LB, LG, community, because he, you know, saying. Wow, that... we are definitely getting a Glad Award with this. episode, <laughs> Well, no, was saying that homosexuality was part of God's, you know, that God made him homosexual,
0: <laughs> so that he, so that Jim Jones, so could that Jim, get Jim more Jones could tan.
1: have sex. with his wife rather than the only sorry rather than saying that it was an uh you know an evil or an unnatural thing yeah i just thought that's something that jim jones doesn't get a lot of credit for
2: the only problem is jim jones also said that god didn't exist so uh i mean personally i'm not gonna speak for everyone it seems like he was lying to people in order to uh get away with raping them because you believe god exists uh, exactly. <laughs> That's fine. The new pope. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you would do things like that, or like there's another one where a woman says she they were uh, you know they would go the whole church would be transported in buses all around, and she was hey, on the hey buses. Bus.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Instead of yeah, like, char- back chartered then, buses. Everyone walked everywhere. So, did you hear what he was trying to do with the
0: bus? What the buses? one of his plans was to take all of the buses, and they use these buses to go around the country on these sort of tours to missions. Do, like, yeah. And yeah, they, they get to see people. the
1: country. I don't know. So, so far, so good.
0: Yeah. Look, nothing goes
1: uh, bad on road trips. I don't Think understand about what the. Lolita. Yeah. Let me know when the monster stuff starts happening. Everyone got to ride around buses or going around the country.
0: So they were one of his plans, and some people say that. He was planning on killing off his uh, his congregants uh, at various times um, during the, the lifetime of the People's Church. And one of the theories is that he was going to put everyone in the bus, the buses, and drive those buses off the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco where
1: the uh, church was located before it moved to Guyana. I read that he was going to go on a reality show and throw all of his congregants under the bus <laughs>
0: <laughs> in order to win. He wasn't there to make friends. He was there to be America's next
2: top cult leader. He was in it to win it, guys. Yeah. Man, when I joined my
1: cult, it was definitely to make friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brian, I can see you joining a cult just to make friends. (laughs) (laughs) And telling yourself, "Eh, I'll I'll bail right before we're all supposed to kill ourselves.
0: (laughs) Man, I would... Man,
1: I'll just remember the laughs. laughs.
2: But you'd
0: spell them with two Fs.
2: Yes, that's how I always spell it. That's I know how... it's in the
0: description for this program. <laughs> I
2: know. <laughs> I think it's really funny to spell it that way. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, um, another thing that he would do, uh, to try like like we have poorly explained, <laughs> <laughs> um, y- you know, a lot of people were attracted to this to this religion. Because, A, you know, nobody nobody joins a cult thinking, yeah, I'm going to join this cult. Uh It was a very open community that treated its members like family. So if people yeah. needed dental care or people needed medical care, they were taken care of. If they had legal problems, they were taken care of. All of these issues uh, or all of these things were provided for. People, people were hungry. Um, drug problems were helped out and, you know, helped get
0: early release from jail. So just all these things were done to achieve intense loyalty from the congregants so that they would do crazy things like kill themselves or be featured in film footage where everyone is singing together, happy interracial songs.
2: Yes. Um, there you can, you can go on YouTube and find a lot of uh, documentary footage of the people's temple because they filmed a lot of their own activities themselves. And a lot of the, a lot of it is, you know, sort of uh, agitprop prop material of uh, you know people saying you know I used to do dope, I used to uh, smoke jazz cigarettes, uh, <laughs> I used to kick kick the gong around, all sorts of things. Kick Chase the, the dragon, dragon, kick the gong, uh, kick that the gong around. They used to be on a Chuck Barris show. <laughs> <laughs> kick kick the gong around is like a 1930s way of saying uh, go to an opium den. Nice. Um, uh no, but they used to, they. You'll see these testimonies where they're like, "Yeah, I was in real trouble. I was on all these drugs when I found the People's Temple, and when I found Jim Jones, he told me I was gay, and then he told me my I was wife. gay, was raped great. my wife, and <laughs> everything is better in my life." Um, no, but uh, they would they would sort of get their lives turned around, and all of the other stuff the fact that he was fathering children nobody yeah. knew about that because nobody was talking about it right. to each other because he they would... were you know felt felt like these were private things that they couldn't talk about and also like the shame and the stigma of you know being a rape victim or anything yeah. like that is is a huge part of why uh, a lot of a lot of the members of the temple weren't talking about these things with each other or trying to leave mhm he would turn their lives
0: around but he would turn their lives around so that he could do them from behind it's very well, sinister
2: <laughs> well that's another thing cuz he was also you know uh, uh, bisexual and he apparently did uh you know have sex with uh, either gender in in the congregation and if you watch there's this movie uh the life and death of people simple this guy is talking about you know, he was attending some meeting and uh, then uh, the question was like, uh, so who his father, that's what they called Jim Jones, who his father, uh, which men has father uh, screwed? And just like all these hands started going up in the congregation. And the guy who's telling this story is like, I was suddenly uncomfortable at the church.
1: Jim Jones when... is holding that he was the only one. <laughs>
0: Suddenly, everyone's standing up like the end of fucking Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> I did Spartacus. I did Spartacus. I did Spartacus. When really, only Tony Curtis had done Spartacus.
2: But what's... So, Jim Jones was doing all of these things, these awful things in his church, but in the, in the public face, he was gaining more and more political power because... Yeah. He, he met was, with
0: local political leaders when he was in San Francisco, and, like, people were strangely on his side because they didn't really know what was going on.
2: Yeah, the one weird aspect is that Harvey Milk was a big uh, People's Temple supporter. Um, Harvey Milk, you might remember, uh, was uh, Sean Penn.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. And he... Uh...
1: That's another conspiracy, though, for another <laughs> But
2: But, um, yeah. yeah, so he supported... He supported Harvey Milk, and the way that he was able to support Milk and uh, people like George Moscone. Is it Moscone or Moscone? Because Milk did a body good. <laughs> <That> was terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. Dude, glad it's going to hate us. Poor at shade. least after at least after you had trouble saying LBGT, you didn't go, "Ooh, that was a mouthful.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. damn it, I just did it. Is it George Moscone or Moscone? Does anybody know? Um, It's uh, Blueberry Scone. Okay. Yeah. So when uh, when an inanimate blueberry scone ran for the mayor uh, of San Francisco.
1: Landslide victory, by the way.
2: Actually, not a landslide victory because a lot of people were apparently worried that an inanimate scone wouldn't be able to govern. <laughs> but uh, Oh, right. Still... This was back then. Right. Before they realized what we now know.
1: Today, half of our Senate is filled with blueberry scones. <laughs>
2: You know,
0: I met the current uh, mayor of San Francisco, Mayor Ed Lee, and uh, he introduced himself and he said, I'm Ed Lee. And then I said, I'm Lee, Ed. It was great. Wow. Did he love it? Yeah. And then I told him I ate 15 Dr. Peppers and showed him my butt.
2: <laughs> and he was like, wait, so you froze the Dr. Peppers <laughs> and then ate them? Yeah. <laughs> and then something bit me. Uh, and now he's embroiled in a scandal (laughs) (laughs) for having sex with you on TV. Bit my butt. Um, no, so George, the Scone, Scone, uh, was running for the mayor and what the people, the way that Jim Jones was able to support these people with, uh, People's Temple was that he could just immediately activate hundreds of people to go to political rallies and campaign events and cheer. So mm-hmm. on the on TV or in uh, public appearances these candidates like uh, the scone and um, uh, the glass of milk that was also running for uh, a city position they were they were you know getting huge audiences way more than they actually had supporters for and part of this was because people's temple filled out the crowds mm-hmm. uh, so they were like so, the original
1: seat fillers yeah. Right,
2: they were, the, they were the original
0: Kramers. Yeah. Uh, it was a bringer uh, crowd. Like, they would give them five minutes, but they have to, like, hand out
2: so many flyers on the street. <laughs> yeah. mm. They were basically the street team. People's street team. Yeah. Um. So, he started to, you know, move in these circles. He was hanging out with Milk, ha- hanging out with Scone. Uh. <laughs> jimmy carter's wife visited him uh walter mondale the man um, how
1: many uh monsters of history did jimmy carter's wife hang out with and endorse so jimmy carter (laughs)
2: um john wayne gacy
0: john wayne gacy (laughs) john wayne cowboy (laughs) jim jones indiana jones
2: lee's dad lee harvey oswald Oswald the Rabbit Jessica Rabbit Rabbit Run by John Updike <laughs> Logan's Run by the Basil Exposition from Austin Powers Logan aka Wolverine the first X-Man Snickdity Snooch aka J.
0: This is an improv game we're playing right We're I... warming up for the podcast right <laughs> <laughs> Either J- that or we're on Doug Benson's show or something
2: J. Jonah Jameson, editor and publisher of The Daily Bugle. Hitler Mustache. No, that doesn't count. That, I'm not counting that one. Yeah, you're out, right. Lee. Wow. Yeah, oh, darn win. it. Gene wins, yes. I won by job, not man. saying
1: anything. <laughs> Up top. Hey, guys,
2: let's be honest. The Listers won. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh the listeners no, Jim win Jones every was... episode that they listen sorry to. i just wanted to say that our listeners win every episode that they listen to you
2: know who loses every episode we have the people behind
1: po- these crim- these crimes man
2: why doesn't
0: go to meeting sponsor our podcast
2: <laughs> why does it legal zoom
1: sponsor our podcast <laughs> seriously
2: uh, stamps.com, we
0: are available. Or that sex thing, the sex one. AdamandEve.com.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, please sponsor us, somebody. Maybe Star Wars action figures will sponsor us.
1: Yeah, Star Wars and their original packaging
0: will sponsor
2: us. <laughs> Sailor Jerry <laughs> and Coke Zero should sponsor us.
1: Yeah.
0: Ugh. Okay. I use my Chewbacca as a stir for my Coke Zero. <laughs> That like guy for a dollar at a flea market.
1: Yeah, basically send us a product and we will use or consume that product and sing its benefits yeah. on air.
0: Also, I'm re- I'm wearing a tuxedo right now, so if Tuxedo Core wants
1: to um, sponsor us, that
0: that'd be cool too. Well,
1: hey, if if six people go to Gary's Tuxes and say Lee sent them, Lee's Tux is free. Yeah, enter the promo code <laughs> Brian is gay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And receive a, a, a stamp scale that you can lose, <laughs> use for selling drugs. You know that's why everyone signs up for stamps.com, so they can start selling drugs.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I signed up for the $53 of postage. <laughs> yeah, what
0: the hell are you supposed to do with that? Mail pictures of your dicks to other podcasts?
1: <laughs> that's the only reason people use stamps anymore. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brian's old school. He doesn't text dick pics. He still mails them. Yeah, he still goes to meeting his dick to other people. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the way, Gene, are you checking your mailbox for a happy birthday present? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> From Adam and Eve dot com? No, it's a dick pic. Oh, I took okay. A dick, I took a sepia-toned dick
1: pic. <laughs> in a Wild West show. But Brian, your dick is already sepia-colored. <laughs> but that's because of malnutrition. What
2: happened here? Jim uh, Jones. So Jim Jones was raping people and stealing their money and also rubbing elbows with a lot of politicians. But as his influence grew and his congregation grew, he, you know, screwed over quite a few people and they started to leave the church. And... If you've ever looked into cults or learned anything about them, one of the hardest parts about leaving is that uh is shunning, which happens when say you want to leave a a cult and it's very hard to do so, but you eventually get out, but every aspect of your social life, every person who is in your social circle is still in the the cult that you've left often including family members and so what would happen is these people would leave but their wife their husband their children their mothers their fathers siblings all sorts of relations were still in the church and they weren't allowed to keep in contact with them so these people were suddenly alone in the outside world and being unable to form social circles they started to drift together. John and... Travolta
1: is nodding right now. Yeah. he's listening. <laughs> it,
0: this, this shunning thing about cults is totally true. That's exactly what happened to me when I stopped watching Mad Men. Everyone in my life I would watch Mad Men with. And then I was like, you know what, guys? This is getting played out. They drink. They screw. Come on. They smoke. And then everyone just started shunning me. My children. You've never heard of my children. Isn't that right, guys? Because they're somewhere watching freaking
2: season five. And I haven't even finished season four. That's it's that reminds me of when uh, Gene stopped watching Lost. I know, I watched Lost all the way through to the season. He was Lost to the series finale. Was the ending of Lost as disappointing as the ending of the People's Temple?
1: (laughs) That's what it felt like, and there was a lot of shunning, uh, but it was all self shunning for watching that show and hanging on the entire time.
0: People who like the end of that show are the type of people who, if you ask them what they would take if they were stuck on a desert island, they would say their DVD box set of Lost.
1: I feel like when I run into other people that watched Lost, that's like the closest I could come to understanding how uh, war veterans feel when they <laughs> run into other war veterans. <laughs> like, you don't have to say much. Just like, did you see uh, the series finale of Lost? Yeah. And then you just kind of nod and be like, yeah. yeah I was. We were. We were too. both there. There's no yeah. need to hash it over.
2: So these uh, these ex people's temple members were congregating, and they were starting to, you know, try to find a voice, a public voice for uh, airing their grievances with the church, and especially with Jim Jones. Who better uh, to have represent the people? Back then. No, <laughs> they didn't even have festival cinemas back then so uh, eventually they f- uh, some of these people found out that uh, uh, an article was being written uh, about uh, about Jim Jones and the People's Temple because Jim Jones had been appointed to the housing uh, development uh, department of San Francisco and uh-huh. like with these other political functions he would show up to these pretty quiet staid Uh, city council meetings but his entourage would show up too and whenever he would speak whenever he would stand he would get a standing ovation from them so it was becoming quite disruptive Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and suddenly he was starting to have legal problems as people who had left the church started suing him trying to get you know trying to get their assets back And, and that's where two of our favorite characters in this story come from. Yeah, by. that's two where great two great lawyers. Two
0: great lawyers. Donald Freed and Mark Lane. Mark so, Lane, of course. Bill Kunzler and Ron Kuby. <laughs> Perry Mason and Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the
2: Lincoln lawyer and the Rainmaker. <laughs>
1: it's the uh, Lincoln so Mark... R, by the way.
2: Oh, I'm very sorry. Uh so I would just like to say that Mark Lane and I are not related.
1: Oh uh, You wish you were. wish.
2: But yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish we were. Uh, so Mark Lane is probably famous for being the very first uh... Lane to
1: ever be cool.
2: <laughs>
0: first and, and the last.
1: last. Yeah. Oh, up yeah, top G. Pretty
0: much... Let's do a Skype high
2: five. Yeah.
1: Oh, you don't have okay. Banger there?
2: No. He's drunk and passed out in the basement. Yeah, That's he so said angry. he won
0: the game last night. We're not
2: sure what the game is, but he, passed out <laughs> but he continues to win. Yeah. Did he jump off a building into his birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Lane, Mark Lane was one of the first prominent uh, JFK conspiracy experts, and I use this lightly because he's definitely the type of expert that just b- basically, you know, uh, basically lied. <laughs> and made up shit or was willfully uh, obfuscating information at the at the very least so like the oliver stone <laughs> of the top. yeah yeah he Except had some he, good ideas but never came to fruition he never he, did, he didn't speak in that halting tone of voice <laughs> right when he narrated Um, But he was basically Oswald's
0: lawyer because Oswald's uh, mother, the overbearing and equally crazy Marguerite Oswald, um, hired uh, Lane to uh, be uh, the sort of advocate for Oswald in front of the Warren Commission. But uh, even though he lobbied to do so, the the commission did not allow him to uh, present a a case on Oswald's behalf.
2: So uh, all this legal trouble is happening. And finally, an article is written. For the San Francisco Chronicle about Jones and People's Temple. And Jones calls the, um, calls the editor and argues with her about this article and these, saying these people who left the church are liars. They just want to end the beautiful thing we're trying to do. Blah, 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 blah. And he eventually persuaded her to read the article to him. And, uh, as she read the article, he, uh, he decided to flee the country. And <laughs> before the, the article was printed in the morning paper, he and many of the People's Temple members had uh, fled to Guyana where mm-hmm. they were building, uh, Jonestown, Man, agricultural project. how
1: did they get that many plane tickets so fast?
2: They had, he had stolen all that money, remember?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they drove the buses off of the Golden Gate Bridge and flew them down to Guyana.
1: And the angels caught them and brought them to Guyana.
0: The angels in the
2: outfield of Pac Bell Park <laughs> yeah. carried them out. <laughs> so uh, so we will pick up with, this, with the story after the break uh, in Guyana
1: where shit basically falls apart very quickly. Yeah. Don't change that podcast channel. No. <laughs> Maybe get a drink, though. Yeah. Yeah. No flipping. We will not allow any
0: of our people to be taken. And, of course, we cannot wait here endlessly,
2: endlessly, because we have only so much food and so much resources. we people have
1: live by pacifism, but we do have the right to die, and everyone made that decision. Anyone who wanted to to was given permission to leave. But we will die unless we are given
2: freedom from harassment. So the People's Temple basically escaped to Guyana, where they had worked out a deal with the uh, socialist government for a plot of land Mm -hmm. basically in the middle of nowhere. They escaped to a.
1: (laughs) Go ahead.
0: I was going to say they escaped to a concentration camp in the middle of Guyana. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So the, the temple had been working on two plans. One, trying to move to the Soviet Union. Two, building a plantation down in Guyana. And the so- Soviet Union move didn't really progress, but the, uh, the plantation in Guyana had started and they had sent a bunch of, um, temple members ahead to start clearing forests, clearing ro- uh, roads, um, building living structures, starting a farm, all this sort of stuff, paying local local uh, indigenous uh, natives to help them out and sending back videos to mm-hmm. the um, the members that were still in San Francisco. Because like, like I said earlier, um, they basically filmed everything they were up to. Yeah. And they filmed these videos and they're very bizarre to see now where it's, you know, this person who – they They're not stoned, but it's that kind of way of speaking when you're really stoned where It's just kind of like a little bit dazed and unsure, and it's this guy who's in the middle of the jungle. And it's just like I know I in no way shape or form. do I ever want to leave this place and go back to the states? I'm so happy here,
1: Brian, that sounds like you in college,
2: yeah, I was gonna say
0: I was stoned, <laughs> I was high. Yeah, that's crazy. Most of my stone friends, they usually just talk about Burger King and the end of the Matrix and how it's actually the beginning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so they had uh, made all this progress, but the the progress that had been made was not able to support a thousand people suddenly yeah. moving in which is basically what happened and there was a bunch uh,
0: of like weird soldier guys that he had that were sort of protecting the camp itself so the the two sides of 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 the people's temple was the sort of outward-facing folks, like all the people who were working and being, you know, tortured and exploited. And, you know, he would throw them in this uh, cage that was a, you know, extended sort of torture device. He would inject people with weird drugs. And then he had his inner circle, which were these crazy armed guards that had, like, guns and crossbows. And these people were allowed to leave the compound when they wanted to. And they were sort of like the, you know, capos or
2: capos of the, the camp. Yes, they were like the capos of the camp. That was just a very weird reference. Okay. I'm um, glad that
0: my reference to the Holocaust made you start laughing. Oh, Nazi
2: atrocity up top. <laughs> no, it's just I honestly don't think I've ever met anyone in my life who would make that reference. I mean, oh the thing God. is, like, Brian, you you... falling in love with Lee right now? <laughs> Gene, can you uh, take a yeah. break for a couple of Hey, minutes? I think I'm
1: going to go uh, take a walk down to the corner store for a little while. Wink, <laughs> wink.
2: So, yeah, yeah. And they were called the Red Brigade, mm-hmm. uh, the basically the security forces of the People's Temple. And it's it's weird uh, reading about this uh, or other cult members, uh, cult leaders like uh, David Koresh or somebody because the kind of loyalty that they demand and the kind of techniques that they use to – uh, go about accruing it are very similar to a lot of the dictators that you can read about, but just on a much smaller scale. <clears throat> um, and some of the things that Jim Jones started doing in Guyana were very reminiscent of authoritarian uh, police states. So all these people have moved to Guyana they there, you know, they don't exactly have as much food as they thought they could. Uh, there's farms, there's a, there's farming, there's livestock, but it's just not quite enough. And so people were originally, you know, eating chicken. Suddenly it was, you know, not so much chicken anymore and rice three times a day. Cassava. Um. Yeah, you want to mix it up mm-hmm. a little
1: bit. When's pizza night?
2: <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. They canceled pizza night one weekend.
1: Ah. Oh, that's how they get you to go. They tell you there's going to be pizza night every Thursday. And then they cancel it after a week.
2: And then after that, Taco Tuesday yeah. also cancelled. Yeah.
1: He used to get loaf, me to canceled
0: uh, Hebrew school by offering donuts. But then uh me and the skater kid Dana Goldman, we'd ditch class and I'd eat donuts and he would smoke cigarettes
1: behind the temple. Oh wow, you guys were bad kids. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Man. That, it
0: was the People's Temple, by the way. They yeah, were standing he, sitting behind He it. was
1: smoking <laughs> cigarettes and you were eating empty calories. <laughs> <laughs> um so, the, the,
2: you know, people were not exactly happy, uh, very, very quickly into this. And so Jim Jones started doing loyalty tests. And some of them were fake. And this is like the most diabolical, devious one that I, I, I came across. Like, it's just so gross. So people started to, uh, turn in their family members and friends. Like, if someone was expressing doubt, about Jones or about the mission or about anything, uh, their family members, including, like, children, wives turning in husbands, husbands turning in wives, dogs and, and cats sisters. living together, mass scenario. <laughs> 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 Good one. Um but, uh, but so Jones would, was, had set up these loudspeakers and he would be talking on these loudspeakers nonstop. stop There's, there would either be live or there would be recordings. Mm-hmm. And he would just be saying, you know, crazy paranoid things.
0: He'd be and reading from the script to mash.
2: Uh, so, so one of the things that he said one time was, everyone, this is a loyalty test. Someone that you trust is, you're going to overhear them or they're going to come to you saying that they want to leave. This is a loyalty test based on how you respond to what they say. And so basically he was saying, I've sent someone out to test you, but he hadn't sent anyone. These were just people who actually wanted to leave, who were expressing their real concerns to family members, who were conflicted because they knew what Jim Jones had said and they didn't know what to do in response.
1: Oh, man, that is genius.
2: It's really gross. It's like Winston Smith shit. Um, the Ghostbuster? uh, The. (laughs) Winston. Isn't that his name? The lead in 1984? Uh, that's Uh, John Hurt. Oh, right. right. Um, John Hurt or John Hurd? Um, Natalie Portman from V for Vendetta. (laughs) Good one. Um,. So, yeah, he was, he, he did those kinds of loyalty tests, but he also did something just totally disgusting. He would call the congregation to the pavilion, and he started pouring uh, some sort of beverage into cups and handing them out. Mm. And, then he would, and then he would say, drink, and they would all drink, and then he would say, You've all just consumed poison. You'll be dead in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And people would start freaking out, like just breaking into hysterics. Some people doing that, you know, thousand yard stare, like totally uh, gobsmacked that they were suddenly about to die.
0: And this happened and then he, before Jonestown. Like he did this in some of his other churches in San Francisco as far as yeah, I remember.
2: Yeah, that's true. And then afterwards he would say like, no, this, the, there's no actual poison. This is just a loyalty test. And people, and were, they all passed,
1: and so they were overjoyed that they had passed the test.
2: Well, you know, they had passed, but it was graded on a curve, so <laughs> oh. you know, so only the a-
1: only actually... the Asians did well.
2: <laughs> hey, this was it's just because
0: they love this... Kool Aid.
2: <laughs> this was an equal, you know equality was practiced at this church
0: you know. i once went to like a, a training at a company that i used to work at and uh, that shall go unnamed and they after the training they literally had us drink kool-aid and i was like does anyone what? else think this is
1: revolting and sort of <laughs> terrifying but it was the kool-aid company you were working for
0: <laughs> yeah it was the kool-aid poison <laughs> the, company not that their poison division <laughs>
1: yeah um, the Kool-Aid so, Cyanide Merger. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. God damn
2: it! I was saving a oh yeah joke till later. <sighs> Sorry, buddy. Um, it's okay. Uh, so Jim Jones was starting to drink and take
1: drugs aggressively. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Jones he... did everything aggressively. He adopted children aggressively. And then the only other thing you can do, which is drink and take drugs, he also did that aggressively.
2: Yeah. I think in that case, I meant to say
1: excessively. Excessively. Okay. Yeah. Everything
0: keeps getting aggressive in here. He wore aviators aggressively.
1: (laughs) He moved to Guyana aggressively.
0: (laughs) He was punching the air in the plane. (laughs) You know, doing that cool move that crazy guys in movies do.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: going but, fire, no, so it you, up, fire it up,
2: fire it up. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was aggressively doing qualudes, aggressively doing barbiturates. Watch your uh, mouth. Aggressively drinking. Well, I mean, Brian, and,
1: you try to take qualudes without taking barbiturates, yeah, know, and then washing it down with some tequila.
0: Which was a similar thing that. Um, the MK Hitler. Ultra, well, MK Ultra was doing this for all. They were actually giving people barbiturates and then giving them meth right after. And some Whoa. people think that, and that people would just wake up and start screaming and do oh, weird stuff, and they would a, do that a great to interrogate combo. people. I gotta
1: try that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> then they
0: would do some DMT and like talk about how it was like putting on the ring.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean in Lord of the Ring?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what DMT's like, right?
1: <laughs> like putting on the ring, yeah.
2: Yeah, man. So, yeah, he was on uppers. He was on downers. He was popping pep pills. (laughs) All-arounders. And he... uh, It it started to catch up with with him. Around the Guyana time, uh, surviving temple members said that he... You know, when he would speak, his speech would either be very slurred or it would be hyperactive, and his appearance started to worsen. The glasses that he started to wear in San Francisco were basically... Yeah, they got bigger bigger.
0: (laughs) until they were novelty (laughs) Elvis glasses.
2: Well, they were covering up his
1: red eyes
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: from uh, from taking all these pet pills
2: and late night plane flights.
1: I don't remember anyone making these complaints about Tom Brokaw.
0: Yeah, not to his face at least.
1: Yeah, when his cadence started to get very slow and he started to slur a bit and wear giant sunglasses.
2: Well, today we're very far.
0: Man, Gene, when you were talking about all arounders, I was like kind of thinking about how I've never seen all arounders because the movie kind of sucks after the first part. It's like, oh, Edward Norton and Matt Damon are so good, but this plot is dumb, and John Malkovich is
1: just John Malkoviching too much. He was taking uppers, downers, and watching rounders all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's when people knew his sanity was starting to slide. Like, Jim, really? The last 15 minutes of rounders? <laughs> and he was like, ah, oh, they're standing on the Berlin Wall. After my sermon tonight,
2: want to watch Rounders? <laughs>
0: and can we watch Boiler Room right after?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie's fucking terrible. Um,
1: All right. Focus up, guys. Okay. Um,
0: We've got to solve this mystery.
1: Yeah, Who we haven't was even it? cracked... We haven't even solved the conspiracy yet.
0: Yeah, there's, there's so many conspiracies that are just swirling around this. I mean, there was hundreds of CIA guys hanging out in Guyana. The U.S. ambassador didn't try to stop any of this stuff from going down. And of course, when we get down to it, there's going to be the only assassination of an inactive congressman in the entire history of our great union.
2: I think you mean active congressman. Yeah, I I was,
0: I said unactive, like A-N active
2: an active an active an
0: acid I took some an acid pills
1: Dan
2: Ackroyd (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: crystal head vodka
1: the the only time that Dan Ackroyd was assassinated in our (laughs) US (laughs) history
0: was during the filming Uh of what's that one my fellow
2: Americans (laughs) Uh, so uh, a bunch of the family members uh, back home were were getting upset Uh, they wanted their family back they wanted their assets back uh, Jim Jones claimed that it was people were allowed to leave, but they weren't,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so eventually uh, some complaints reached uh, Congressman Leo Ryan, who represented the, I want to say, fourteenth district. I used to know, but he was he was oh, a he God. was a congressman. He was How a much congressman lower from.
1: show ago? You don't remember? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was the sixty ninth
0: uh, district, and of Jack Ryan, Leo Ryan. <laughs>
2: Right. So, uh, uh, Representative uh, Jack Ryan
0: was uh... <laughs> Representative Harrison Ford.
1: <laughs> no, it was just Ben Affleck.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: so Alec Baldwin was <laughs> getting all these complaints, and he, he decided to go down to Jonestown to visit for himself and uh, try to see if some of these family members he was hearing about should actually be allowed to leave, or yeah. not that if they should be allowed to, if, but they, if they really wanted to. to.
1: He was kinda of going outside of his jurisdiction too. Yeah. This is basically what that scene from uh the Batman with Joker in it. The Dark Knight Returns, where he goes to Batman he, comes back. Yeah, he goes to Hong Kong and gets that bad guy. That scene was basically wow. like, ripped right off of that.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And uh speaking of Ben Affleck, the guy who played Jimmy Carter in Argo was really
1: good. <laughs> that needed to be said
2: yeah (laughs) can we do a podcast about the conspiracy that must have been at play to get that movie all those fucking awards because that
1: thing was atrocious
0: oh man i love that movie has everything like presidents spies and star wars action figures (laughs) My, it
1: was fucking terrible. Yeah. My favorite part of the movie was how in real life they basically just left with no difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: My favorite part of the movie was how sexy Ben Affleck was while he was making up history bullshit. Oh
1: man, when he would sweep his hair out of his eyes. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And then get yeah. chased
0: by guys with guns through an airport.
2: Yeah. I liked, uh, I thought my favorite part was when he said, Hans, booby. <laughs> and, and then got shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> man yippee
0: ki brian that yeah. was awesome
1: you're the ayatollah you're happening these guys <laughs> want something
0: i take back all those things i said about you you you've you've earned this
2: so jim jones
0: <laughs> yeah aviator wearing madman slurring his voice in guyana there's cia guys everywhere some say that some of these cia guys might have even been part of his maroon squadron or whatever maroon five they might have been part of maroon five
2: uh they might have been cast members of the voice yeah and uh when Ryan decided to come down there was this big dog and pony show where uh the the wow, temple wow
1: dogs and ponies
2: yeah there yeah. Were dogs ponies f- uh face tattoos um guess michael tyson um
1: i meant michael to say face tyson?
2: Yeah, face tattoos.
1: Yeah, but I just like how you referred to him as Michael Tyson. <laughs> That's his full
0: name. Have some respect for that ear biter.
1: Um, so they came down and,
2: and there was this big show of like, oh, we're so happy. There were songs. There were dances. They showed him the farm. He met with people. For the most part, people didn't have any complaints for him. Uh, there's, You can see video of, all, of almost all of his yeah. visit. On YouTube Because there saw. was
0: a press contingent there. And exactly. And behind all of this uh, dog and pony show, in the midst of it, one of the Temple members slipped a note to, I believe, either one of Ryan's An aides. An NBC,
2: NBC reporter. Right, a reporter, okay. And it said, uh, you know, two Temple members, uh, you have to help us leave. Yeah and all so hell this...
0: started breaking loose people just started flipping out once they found out yeah. that people were trying to leave and there's some really scary footage of like this lady just like screaming at people
2: right well this one man decided he wanted to take his kids and leave and his wife just starts screaming yeah, it's don't terrifying. take my kids away it's really really scary and actually like it's kind of hard to make jokes after this because it's so no. gross it's not just an awful thing, but you could, if you've seen it, it is, uh, it is hard to watch because you know exactly what's going to happen. And it's mm-hmm. horrible. Um, but then, you know, the, the, Ryan stays the night and the, the next morning he's talking to people and he starts processing uh, the paperwork of those who want to come back to the United States. And it's like 14 people. And
0: he doesn't have uh, like any like a lot of armed guards or anything like he doesn't go with any Marines or any Secret Service. Like he just figures that as a congressperson that he's just going to be protected wherever he goes, you know.
2: Right. And so then out of nowhere, a guy comes up behind him and says something like going to kill you, motherfucker, and uh cuts Ryan with a knife before he's tackled to the ground. And at this point, Ryan is like, we're leaving. Uh, a truck with about 14 temple members. Uh, Ryan gets on it. And it's actually kind of weird because his shirt is open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that was due to the stabbing. I think he just had his shirt open because it was hot.
1: That was just the style at the
2: time.
0: Yeah. A lot of people liked Captain Kirk and how he would like fight a cheesy monster and then rip
2: his shirt. and So people were really yeah. into that in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So he, they headed back to this airstrip that was several miles away and of the people of these, you know, I'll call them refugees of the, the, the temple refugees who came, uh, they started complaining because they said one of the men who had come with them did not actually want to go. And he was actually a, a, a Jones loyalist. So they get to this airstrip and there are two planes that come like 30 minutes after they get there, a little six, uh, a seater and a 10 seater. And they start loading people on the six-seater, including this guy who, you know, they they said was up to no good. Then a dump truck shows up at the airstrip. With some of the maroon five guards. Yeah. They circle around the airplane. And then a bunch of guys jump out of the back of the truck with guns. And this is all – an NBC cameraman who is part of the press contingent was filming this. And so you can see it. This truck pulls up guys jump out with automatic rifles and they start firing. At the same time, the guy who was on the 6 person plane pulls out a gun and starts shooting people. Uh and a bunch of people were wounded and 5 people were killed. And they say they looked like they okay. say they looked
0: like crazy zombies They were all like glass-eyed and just kind of yeah. emotionless.
2: It, so it, they killed 5 people including Congressman Ryan. Yes uh and his aide who's actually a congressperson now of the 14th district uh and she was pretending to be dead and she said one of the guys just walked up behind her and shot her at point blank mhm and then they la- they left so, so so there's chaos back at at the agricultural camp
0: they know they're jones fucked camp. they know that there's no escape now and jim jones had originally planned on living after he um you know, had everyone kind of mass murder as we'll get into in a, in a moment. But uh even he starts to realize in these grisly final hours that, you know, he's doomed as well.
2: So he sounds the alarm. Everybody shows up and he says, the Congressman is dead. There are paratroopers on their way to Jonestown right now. They're going to paratroop into our facility and start torturing our babies and our senior citizens. They're going to steal your children away and teach them to be fascists. And there's no way out of this except for death. And there's a brief little public forum and this woman, Christine Miller, tries to say, hey, you know, we shouldn't commit revolutionary suicide, as Jones was calling it. We should try to get to Russia. And Jones and – oh, oh, so sorry. None of this was filmed but there's an there was audio an tape, audio recording of it. And it's this 45 minute audio, uh, audio recording of this whole situation. And it's just awful to listen to because Jones is just like, just this arrogant prick. And so Miller says that. And Jones is just like, I'm on the phone with Russia right now. They're saying, no, what more do you want me to do? And people start cheering. Literally they are cheering for Jones And the idea of committing mass suicide. Mm -hmm.
0: But meanwhile, there's all these dudes standing around with guns and crossbows. So it's not like if someone didn't want to commit suicide, they would, you know, be able to, to not. And I've heard reports that some of these people who didn't want to commit suicide were injected, um, with uh, some sort of poison anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, and the, the really crazy part is that women, with, you know, holding their children's newborns, even would poison um, their own children. Yeah. Poison their own children and then get poisoned themselves and just die. And it's uh it's crazy. So five, about five people escaped, some by playing dead, some by hiding. Uh, two other guys were sent to go get a boat, but they just bailed on that. And, Um, of
0: course, Mark Lane and Donald Freed, the attorneys of the People's Temple, the crazy conspiracy theorist and the great civil rights lawyer are stuck in the middle of this thinking, are we going to get out of here? And that's how I originally got sort of interested in, in Jonestown is that Brian, you told me about these guys. Yeah. They were, I mean, I knew about them, but I didn't know they were there. So I went balls deep into the archive and sort of found this as some, one of the most interesting sides of this story. So you have this crazy cult mass murder thing. You have the assassination of a congressman and the only one in history. And then all these, you know, these two weird lawyers hanging out witnessing the whole thing and swirling around this is there's all these CIA theories that it was that MK ultra mind control experiment gone awry and that this was some experiment of the government that they were trying to cover up and some of the body counts have been weird over the years like at first there was only you know a few hundred bodies but then the body camp start uh, body body count started to go up and so there's theories that like the cia guys came in and took them out and i know i'm sounding as crazy as um, jim jones probably did in those final hours but um there's certainly a, a lot of weird conspiracy theories swirling around this madness,
2: yeah the uh you know the end count was nine hundred and eighteen people, that's like three hundred children. Jim Jones himself died uh through probably uh self inflicted gunshot wound. yeah,
0: he totally wimped out in the end. he wouldn't even poison himself, he wouldn't even oh yeah himself
2: um, and as I said, some people did escape uh there are very few, and these these are the people who sort of told the story. In addition to um, the audio tape and the other documentary evidence, mm-hmm. the American military came down. It's like four hundred bodies. Oh no, five hundred bodies. No, six hundred, and eventually they got to the total, and it was super grisly. Uh, Until
0: nine eleven, this was the you know one of the the like the worst death toll. Um, in like a non-war event to, to Americans. A
2: civilian event, yeah. And, and it's probably the biggest mass suicide in, uh, modern times, although there is evidence of other stuff in the past. Yeah, after the it. last
0: episode yeah. of Lost, a bunch of people just fucking <laughs> shot themselves.
2: Yeah, Lee, uh, Gene hit under a barn. <laughs> <laughs> Gene is Mark Lane. He was the lawyer for Lost. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but what is interesting is a lot of surviving, uh, people's simple members you know, they, they're they like, no, it's not suicide. He described it as suicide, but it was murder. Mass murder, yeah. These people had no say. Like, even the people that seemingly willfully drank the poison, uh, literally drank the Kool-Aid. So brainwashed. Uh, they, yeah, they weren't in they control were, of their yeah, own actions. They weren't in control of their, so, their own actions. And the psychological abuse and the brainwashing that Jim Jones had done to them forced their hand. And so it really was a mass murder all initiated by this one man right. and the the sort of enabling aspects of
1: uh, his close circle. Yep. Forget it, Brian. It's Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, up top.
2: So sorry this got so serious, but it is pretty brutal. Yeah, it's um, it's horrible to read about. But um but yeah, it's, it's really, I, I find studying it is very interesting because Jones is, you know, like I said, it, it's easy to see how somebody might be interested in joining his organization because it was a very progressive movement at a very weird time and, yeah. American history, the sort of dream of the sixties was dawning, uh and then crested and as they entered the seventies and it became a darker time in the outside world, so mm-hmm. did it in the People's Temple. Yeah. Dark times, gas
0: shortages, cocaine, Planet of the Apes sequels, not a The good time Carter for America. Presidency. <laughs> the movie Argo. <laughs>
2: But yeah, so I'm going to say 100% inside job, it was totally Jim Jones's fault.
1: Wasn't there a conspiracy theory that, uh, that um, they knew that the CIA sent um, the congressman to be assassinated? Yeah, over that's there? another
0: one of the theories.
1: Well,
2: he was – yeah, he was a very progressive uh, congressman and he had done some kind of crazy things like he got himself booked into uh, – What's the Johnny Cash prison? Folsom State Prison. Um, Oh, I thought you meant
0: watching that movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, he got himself booked into Folsom State and he lived as a prisoner for a week so that he could investigate it, and he was also uh, one of the members of, what is it, what is it the, the Ryan Committee, was it named after him?
0: Well, there was the the Church Committee that, that unveiled a lot of stuff about the CIA, and then there was also the Hughes-Ryan Amendment, which would have right. required the CIA to disclose to Congress details of covert operations. And there certainly was some covert shit going on in Guyana at that time, as there is in any place where the CIA can run amok.
2: Yeah, any any place that had recently become a socialist country.
0: Yeah, that's kind of um, our jam down there.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, there there are definitely some people who think that it might have been some sort of CIA operation or a CIA maneuver to get Ryan to go down there. And the connections with MKUltra and San Francisco, which I feel like we'll definitely do an MKUltra episode in the future. Oh, yeah, but it's basically sure. like it really happened and it was – uh, a covert operation in the United States run by the CIA to uh experiment with brainwashing techniques on civilians without them knowing it. Uh and uh there are a, uh, some people do say that uh, it lines up with the Jonestown
1: back when the CIA situation. was just experimenting with drugs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> now they're just hardcore
0: into it. Yeah. Here's here's another now thing. Now they're
1: taking it just to feel normal again.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's the only way they could feel, bruh.
0: So after Jonestown, this fake religious front by the CIA, known as the uh, known as World Vision, they tried to like repopulate uh, Jonestown with a bunch of CIA uh, mercenaries from Laos. And uh, the one of the people who was involved in this World Vision. Um was a guy named John Hinckley, Sr., who was an oil entrepreneur. And he was a CIA officer and friend of the original George Bush. And his son is, of course, John Hinckley, Jr. Junior. So John Hinckley, Sr. is working for George – or is a known contact of Bush. John Hinckley, Jr., of course, tried to take John out – John
1: Hinckley, Jr.
0: A junior. And his ideas <laughs> would have taken down Reagan. And, of course, if AKA Reagan – John John. Yeah, and if Reagan had been taken down, guess who would have become president?
1: Barack Hussein (laughs) Obama. (laughs) Yeah, George George H H Dub H Dubs. Yeah,
0: it was going to be Dana Carvey, actually. (laughs) No, same thing, right, guys?
1: Hey, hey, not gonna. Nah, I got that. Wayne, my pants are getting tight. Oh, man. If Dana isn't... Carvey had been president, that means both George H.W. Bush and Ross Perot would have been president.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: hey. the church lady.
2: Speaking <laughs> – And Pistachio
1: Disguise.
0: Speaking of him, we have a – don't we have a listener named Garth?
1: We do have a listener named it, Garth. Yeah. Isn't our listener named Garth?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And and that's this Gene wearing a mustache. No, Garth, I just want to let you know that you are way better than Dana Carvey, and you would be a great president if you so choose.
1: I agree fully. Listener Garth, better than Arrow, 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 better than Arrow.
0: Yeah.
2: I would also say our listener Jesse, better than Jesse Ventura. So if that guy wants to...
1: greater to equal or greater to...
2: Okay, equal to or greater to, than e- or equal to. Yeah, and
0: yeah. then but also, Je- but yeah, I oh sorry, l- uh, listener, Jack Danger, you were way better than Austin Danger Powers.
2: <laughs> but yes, I uh, so we kind of uh, I'd say we solved that one. Oh yeah, for right? sure, for sure, uh, we definitely solved that one. But we couldn't do it without our lovely fans who have been very nice to us. Uh, leaving... Really? Oh. Yeah. We could
1: I think we could have done that. What did they do? Uh
2: they supported uh, us morally.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. that guy who was yeah, snooping on his Yeah, I feel like we would have his... solved it I don't, I don't really feel like that moral support really pushed us through to the end in solving the ca- in cracking the case.
0: But you know what did help is that guy who was snooping around on his wife's phone and then when she came in to the bathroom where he was snooping. It was his ex-wife I think. He pretended to be listening to Inside Jobs, but then he actually started liking it. And he said right. that that's like the only thing that his wife and him have ever agreed on, which I think is beautiful. I think that we are helping heal the wounds of a battered country here, guys. And really, we couldn't do that without yeah. our fans.
1: We're really big with the cuckolded.
0: <laughs> yeah, with you yeah. guys in women's bathrooms that are their ex-wives.
1: Uh, I
2: I, I mean, seriously, I the love fans him. are great. <laughs> we have, uh, we have a lot of fun on our Twitter account at InsideJobsCast. If you would like to follow us there, you can always email us insidejobscast at gmail.com. And guys, we gotta get more people calling into this hotline. Oh, yeah. Cause right now we are getting tons of
1: calls.
0: You should but... Twitter us too. Like, uh, let's see, you're Eugene O'Neill, right, Gene? Yes, I am and I'm...
1: Eugene, as in the pronoun you.
0: Yeah, and I'm at Internet Batman and of course Brian is at the real Leonard Nimoy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brian is at Professor Snape. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to reach him on his casual Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, that uh. fucking uh, no, I'm one of the Wonka accounts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm a Will Ferrell parody account. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, call us on our hotline, 413-225-1963. It's great. It's super easy. Just leave us a message. But you know what the most important thing, guys, you know what the most important thing a fan can do is, right? Uh, L- listen to the show? Listen to Not the- die? Oh, give us give us uh, five
0: stars and tell us if uh, tell us what you think about our show. But only yeah. if you think you should give us five stars and what you think is that we're good.
1: Yes. No. That's that's not necessarily a condition for giving us five stars. Oh, okay. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. I don't, we don't care what you really think. Just also,
0: steal other people's phones for a second. Give Log into their iTunes. Yes, give log people, into, Give us five stars.
1: Yeah. When you're at your friend's house, they, they'll have their laptop out. Be like, hey, can I check my email? Go on their iTunes yeah. and give us a rating.
0: Go to the library and open up our podcast on every single window. No, that that doesn't
1: work. I tried that. They don't let you into the library. That's why It's not like the library has 12 different iTunes accounts. You have to use your own iTunes account.
0: But if you just open the window, then people will see it when they go in. Like homeless guys looking for porn will be like, inside jobs. Yeah, I could use an inside job. (laughs) They just want to be inside like a building. Whether there's a job or not, they're down for some warmth.
1: And Lord knows the homeless take everything super literally. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. It's, it's all that PTSD like, from Vietnam.
1: Yeah. It's all that PTSD from watching the series finale of Lost.
0: Wait, yeah, wait, PTSD is a drug that people used to take in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, so we, we've got some great reviews from Ghost Boyfriend, Mucker Mafic. <laughs> Todd1234, Norma Jean, Jack Dangers, Same Deal, Kevin Chai,
1: all these great people. Look at all these cool fans that we have.
2: God, oh man. Are you a cool
1: fan?
0: Yeah, don't you want to be cool like the other people that like us?
1: Yeah. Brian, we're talking to our fans, not you. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, you're never going to be cool, no no matter how many times you rate the show.
0: But I personally think we should have a rivalry with another podcast. Now, guys, I know that you're not into this, but I think a good-natured rivalry will help. And I want our fans to help us decide which podcast we should have a rivalry with.
2: Let's uh, – tell us which podcast you want us to have uh, probably a Twitter rivalry with. <laughs> That's probably easiest. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, just get – you can get in touch with us uh, the ways that I just said – Email insidejobscast at com at insidejobscast or call our hotline 413-225-1963. And, uh, one last thing. A lot of people have said that there's a little confusion about when we released. We are on a bi schedule. So,
0: which means weeks. we podcast for both guys and girls.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, uh, this episode is coming out on Monday, which is, the 18th so every two weeks mondays Yeah, i know it's hard to
1: have those weeks where there's not a new inside jobs but you know maybe listen to an old episode and catch something you might have missed
2: yeah (laughs) or look at our website or
1: or send us a tweet you know or make
0: make puppets of us and then like do little shows and pretend to talk to us or go to
1: brian's neighborhood and just find him roaming the streets go through his trash you you can
2: you can recognize me i'm the one who can't stop crying <laughs> yeah you kind of look like
0: ernst hemingway's illegitimate grandchild
2: exactly <laughs> uh but yes thanks everybody for listening lee Jean, thank you for helping to solve this case it is always a pleasure to do these hard investigations with you
0: Hey, thanks, Brian. I know we give you a rough time on this show, and I just want to say that we give you a rough time because you're terrible at running this show.
1: Yeah. I just want to say you guys are welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for listening.
2: We will see you in two weeks. Until then, follow the money.
0: Please go to meeting, please sponsor us.